What's up, guys? It's Raf. Uh, before we dive into today's episode, here's a quick word from two great podcasts you guys should all check out. Uh, hope you enjoy. Looking for a new podcast? Check out the Infectious Groove podcast. My name is Russ, and I host the show along with Michelle and Kyle. Every Monday, the three of us bring you music news and tell you our jammy jam, so you'll always have new music to check out. The Infectious Groove podcast discusses music from nearly every decade and genre while openly displaying our passion for music you need to hear. On top of that, we have a thought-provoking main topic of discussion every week to get you thinking, discussing, and sharing music. We also include interviews with the music stars of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all major podcast platforms. Subscribe and listen to the Infectious Groove podcast on your favorite podcast platform today. I'm Agent Scott. And I'm Cam, the provocateur. And we are the Spy Hards Podcast. Together we go deep undercover into the world of spy movies to decode the best and worst of spy cinema. Will the film make the knock list? Well, Cam, what is the knock list? The knock list is the need to see official classics of the Spy Hearts podcast. We are curating the ultimate list of spy films. And so we're going to bounce all over the place from James Bond to Jason Bourne to who knows what and determine whether they belong in the pantheon of all time great spy films. That's right. So join us every Tuesday on all your favorite podcast apps. Just search Spy Hearts. That's S-P-Y-H-A-R-D-S. But until then, listeners, good luck. Among the Shadows. Welcome back to Straight to DVD. Hello, party people. It is, Raph, it is the, the new year. It is. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, dude. Happy New Year to you. Our first New Year episode. Yeah, dude. New Year, new us. That's right, dude. Still yeah. watching flicks. Yeah, still watching movies and shit. Mm-hmm. We got a special one. We do. Today. We do. For the new year. Mm-hmm. First new movie of the year. Right. Well, well, it's yeah. not. Not new. It's not new. But. But the first movie we are going to talk about. This year. This year. Correct. Is. Mad. Max. Fury. Road. Yes. Woo! Or as I like to call it. Mm-hmm. Rad Max. It is pretty rad. It is pretty rad. It's fairly rad. It's quite gnar. We should say that this is a very special episode. We have a guest. A very special one. Yes. Who is it? Who are you? Do you want to introduce yourself? I'm a lady. We have a lady on the show. It's a lady on the show for Mad Max. Yes, that's right. It felt applicable. Does the lady have a name? The lady's name is Dorothy. (laughs) Hello. Hi, everyone. Lady Dorothy. We also have a live studio. (laughs) We have a lot. Our intern is is, uh, (laughs) literally parallel to the ground. (laughs) Giggling over there. Um, Dorothy. We watched Mad Max Fury Road. You'd never seen it before. Never had you seen, seen it. Had you seen any other Mad Max film before? Never. This is your first Mad Max film. Yeah. Raph, have you seen the others? No. No. But you've seen this one before. Yeah. I've seen all the others. I've seen this one many times. <laughs> um, cool. I think it is lovely, given the context of the film, anybody who's listening, if you know it, you, you'll know what I'm talking about, to have a casual, don't take that, as a fence, but a casual film watcher with us to get their yes. insight. And being that it's Mad Max Fury Road, a woman. So Dorothy, I'm going to put you on the spot. What did you think about the movie? Why did you think that way? 
I have to say, mm -hmm. coming from my background of being a person who generally has zero interest in action movies, mm -hmm. I'd say they're not usually attractive to my demographic, not to generalize, mm -hmm. but I came into this with high expectations, I would say, expectations, mm -hmm. because I heard the movie was good, but I still kind of thought, okay, it's an action movie, you know, keeping, keeping things relatively low. And I absolutely loved it. I thought that having the five women and Furiosa front and center, despite the title, was amazing. And I mean, even more than that, it's this action movie that's feminist. You have a feminist main character, but it kind of goes beyond that, I would say. It's not only that she's like this badass that's kind of you know, killing people, setting fires. It's not so much that. <laughs> but there's that added element of kind of like feminism that's behind all of it. Like they have more than just the violence yeah. that you expect, you know? Like Every, they bring yes. in like the green place. Yeah. They bring in life. They have the seeds. They have all this stuff that's mm. like, it kind of adds. Well, you're, you're absolutely right. It's the... Well, Raph, go ahead. No, no. I, I wasn't, I wasn't going to say anything. I was just yeah. going to say, yeah. 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 Well, uh, <laughs> you're, what, you're, did, what did you guys think? Well, I think you're absolutely spot on about it. I think it is, without um, presenting itself as such, very much um, a female empowerment film. Um, not necessarily blatantly so, because the movie doesn't quite literally comment on that, I don't think. But there is this very simple idea, and they set this up early on, where they call bullets anti-seed because it takes life, it doesn't give it. And that's a very much a masculine thing in the film, whereas mm -hmm. the women mm -hmm. who have this quite literally the seeds at the end to give life, they are the ones who give life and men are the ones who take it, which is why, given how it ends, they're the ones who should be in charge of the world. So yes, I, exactly. I agree. I agree Love it. That. Yeah, I had a feeling you'd like Love that. Love it. <laughs> hey, go ahead, Rev. Hey, me, me too, man. Me too. I, I love women. I love all things <laughs> all things women-related. It's all good. Um, but no, I mean, I guess just to echo what you guys said, it's, um, it's like a really subtle story of like female liberation at the end of the day. Like more than anything else, like that's what the movie is. It's about these women who are... Like, literally the first thing we see them doing is unlocking themselves from their little, like, chastity mm -hmm. belts that he has them in. And, mm -hmm. like, the rest of the story is them just, like, being free and, like, going to do what they shall do. And eventually, like you said, like, they're the ones in charge and they should be the ones in charge. Um, because, like, I mean, when it comes down to it, like, women are better than men. And, like... Fuck Yeah! <laughs> But also, you know what I thought was interesting was the fact that, I don't know how the other Mad Max movies are, if there's more background given, but there's not that much background given at the beginning to what they've been through. Obviously, yeah. they're they're escaping this like horrible environment of abuse, but mm -hmm. it doesn't show it too much, which I think actually kind of adds to the respect yeah. given to them. I, th I think, yeah, like there's not, it's not like this overt, like... There's not, like, scenes where they, like, stop and they're like, well, we're women, so, like, we got to be the ones in charge because right. we know what the deal is and the men don't know anything. It's just, like, it's just there. It's just, like, an undercurrent throughout the whole movie of, like, we all, like, understand, like, okay, these women have been through some shit. Joe is terrible. These women should be able to 
you know, not only be in charge of themselves, but maybe they should be the ones who are in charge of everyone else because, like, they know their shit. And it's not, like, thrown at you in the screen in, like, a disgusting way, like... It's and not ma- and like Yeah, and, like, Max doesn't have a moment where he's like, yeah, you know what? These women are right. And I gotta <laughs> fight for these women. And that's it. It's just, like, it's just there. And, like, I think a lot of people who enjoy the movie don't necessarily pick up on it, even though they're, like, subconsciously, like, picking up on it, if that makes sense. Yeah. But it's cool to see a movie, like, a big action movie, where it's just there, and it's not, like, the point of the movie. It's just a part of the movie. And it's just, like, it is what it is. It is a simple respect thing. And that's, I think, really um, highlighted in their relationship, Max and Furiosa. It's not romantic at all. Thank God. And it's not central. No. No, it's not. There is a respect thing between the two of them. My favorite moment in the whole film, my favorite, favorite moment is when they decide they trust each other when she climbs back into the cockpit of the truck and he hands her the rifle when they're escaping and they look at each other and they don't say anything. They're just like, yeah. okay, we're, yeah. we're, we're teammates now. Yeah. Um, and like when she decides she's in on the plan, they do one of those. Yeah. They like slap hands. They do the... Uh, yeah. the- the, the Schwarzenegger, Carl Weathers, right, dap, right, dap right, exactly. from from Predator, and he has such respect for them that he knows at the end that they're better off without people like mm. him, which is why he leaves. Yeah, he just dips at the end yeah. to yeah. go do other Mad Maxy stuff, and you, it's so somber because you're like, oh no, but be, but like you help yeah. them, they want you to be with them, and you and it's like, mm, he's a wanderer. Yeah, <laughs> he goes around and around and around and around. And you know, you know that song? No. All right. I like when you sing it, though. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so we got the uh, the obvious shit out of the way. The powerful shit. Yeah. Thank Let's God talk- we're done with all yes. that stuff. Yeah. Never. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. This is the entire movie. Let's talk- It is a big part of the movie. It's probably it the best part. It's the best part. It's probably the best part of it, the movie. Yeah, no, certainly. Also, one more yeah. thing. Yes. You reminded me of when there was that, like, when uh-huh. they established trust between yes. each other. Another reason why I love the movie, and I think it's great, is because the women in the movie, even though they're, you know, gaining the trust of these men, again, the men aren't central, and the women aren't fitting into their narrative of what power looks like you know Mm -hmm. like even if the even if furiosa and max come to this mutual understanding furiosa is in charge like she's not fitting into what how the men operate in Mm -hmm. terms of you know how they gain power yeah absolutely he drives the rig most of the first half of the movie she drives it most of the second half of the movie it's like a I don't think off. I realized yeah. that. I didn't catch yeah. that either. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, dude. Nice, dog. I watch films. <laughs> I, watch, I watch them films. You watch them films? I watch them films. Uh, Dorothy and Raph, tell us, what did you think of Charlize Theron? She's a badass. She's such a badass. Mm-hmm. I did was you? basically crying tears of joy just watching her. Just being a badass. Yes. But also, her relationship with other women, too, I thought was fantastic because I thought... And maybe this is something I wanted a little more of even throughout the movie. I felt like each woman did have her her chance to shine mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, but I like that the women really did stick together. Whereas the men are kind of like... Always going at out. each other. <laughs> I also like that the women, even though they didn't have like a lot of lines and like 
a lot of chances for character development. They didn't feel like one-dimensional characters, yeah. which is like an easy thing for an action movie to do, like just like damsel in distress or just like the useless wife or whatever. Like they all could have fallen into those buckets pretty yeah. easily, and they even like like they weren't they're never like front and center, but they still all felt somehow mm-hmm. like fully realized characters, which yeah. is kind of yeah. weird. I just never would have thought that like George Miller, who's like this big action director who's like, all right, so we're going to have like all these 18 trucks flip over each <laughs> other and like burn and there'll be like 15 explosions. Like you wouldn't expect him to be the person who like understands how to write female characters in a way that like feels very yeah. respectful and like understanding of who they are as people. And, not and just multi, yeah, multifaceted. Yeah, they're not characters. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. You would have like I would have never thought that he would be the one to make this action movie. And it's kind of cheeky too because initially they're a plot device. They're the MacGuffin. Like mm-hmm. they're what yeah. the bad guy is after. Mm-hmm. But then you know, literally, the movie says says to you, it's written on the wall in their like tomb, and they say it out loud, like we are not things. Mm-hmm. We are not things. And then you realize that their um, incapabilities and inexperience in the wasteland is purely that, just inexperience. It's not that they're not capable, it's that they don't have experience doing it. And as the film goes on, they get more capable and they each have their own moment where they help out. That's actually so true, because I remember kind of towards the beginning of the movie, I was thinking to myself, like, why is this guy, Max, even here? Like, why can't one of the other women be driving the car? Like, I don't understand why he's here at all. Um, but you're right that they kind of do builds throughout the movie, which mm-hmm. is nice. Well, I think he also, it's a redemption thing for him. I mean, mm-hmm. he literally says that too, yeah. Yeah. right? Like he, wherever he, you're, you're absolutely right about that, Dorothy, that there's no, there's minimal exposition. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's come before. There's some little subtle hints based on these flashes he yeah. has in his mind about people he left behind or people he couldn't save. So that's the setup, I think, about why he he decides to stick around and help is that he feels he owes it to someone and that these people who literally are clinging on to hope as opposed to survival mm-hmm. are the people worth helping, which is yeah. why he does, I think. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> hey, sure thing. Killing it. <laughs> yes. Um, talk to me about the action. It is an action film. What do we think of the action? What do you think, Dorothy? <laughs> I think you're asking the wrong Dorothy, we love having guests on the show because it means we don't have to talk. So yeah. please. <laughs> you're please. here to do you all guys, the work You guys, I know us. nothing about action. What? Okay. You just watched two but hours just of it. an action movie. Tell us what you responded to. I heard you. We, Raph and I looked over. We heard you gasping yeah. and yelling. I was. I was. And kicking. I was. Why kicking? Why was it so effective? By the way, it was thrilling for me because as someone who's seen this movie 15 times, that was yeah. the most, the purest way I could experience it again. I was time. gasping. Yes. I was gasping. Tell, tell us why. Tell us why. I mean, I feel like this sounds so basic, but everything looks so real. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because you said that most of it is. Yes, that is Which true. I did not know that background previously. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, everything, I, I mean, for the action, like the car is like, I don't understand that. I don't get cars, but the environment, like all of it was just, it was earthly, but it was also supernatural. Mm-hmm. Mm. I like that. Interesting. Mm. I didn't catch any supernatural, but I like that. 
with the light. Yeah, and, and the, the fire, and, the fire. and it's yeah. icy. Yeah, and that dirt, uh, monsoon storm, exactly. hurricane yeah. Like thing. Yeah, yeah. But beyond the action, I'd rather hear what you guys have to say. Frankly, <laughs> <laughs> are you our biggest fan, Dorothy? Do you listen to all our episodes? Of course, I do. That's what we like to hear. <laughs> Hell yeah! I have no bias. <laughs> I don't know you guys at all. <laughs> None whatsoever. Yeah, it's just wandered in. Yeah. One, of the, one of the fans outside is <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's me. Hey, you want to watch a movie with us, random fan? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I was kicking. Yeah. Right, exactly. You wanted to leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Too soon. Right. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I guess it's not topical. Oh, uh, yeah. Hey, there. movie. The movie time. Um, Rev. Dude. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> You know I'm a sucker for practical effects. Always. <laughs> always, always, always. I will always stand by practical effects. They always look a thousand times better than the best CGI. Like, no okay, matter so what. Is that, are those the two things, practical versus CGI? Practical versus, versus okay. CGI. So the CGI is the dudes behind the computers who are animating <laughs> stuff yeah. and shit. And, you know, they're typing, 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 coding, coding, coding. And practical effects is, yo, let's get some stunt people Let's get them in real-ass cars. Let's have them doing real-ass car flips and jumping off of real-ass ramps and, like, dudes jumping from car to car, and we're going to catch that on camera and hope to God that someone doesn't die. And it always looks better. I mean, it looks, no. it, it looks it's real. It's insane it looks, looking. Like, like you said, really, it looks real because it yeah. is. It feels <laughs> like the stakes are higher yeah. because they are, because there's actually someone who's driving a car off of a ramp and jumping over another car. And you can feel it. Like, it comes across on the screen. You can you can feel that the stakes are higher. Nicholas Holt, who plays Knox, mm -hmm. uh, in an interview, he talks about how there's the scene where Immortan Joe is trying to avoid one of the wives when he flips his uh, mm. automobile. And they actually really flip that car. And it happens in that take. And in the same take, the camera pans back. And it's his character's reaction to what just happened. And he said the first time they did the take, which is the take that they use, he was in awe of what he just saw, being as a real car was just flipped and yeah. there were real people in it, that it w he was yeah. not acting. That yeah. he literally was just like, holy <laughs> shit, Jesus Christ, I hope they're not dead. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, so, it's so much better. And, like, this movie came out in, what, 2015? So at this time, like, we're bombarded with like superhero movies and just like nonstop action movies and blockbusters where everything is a CGI fuck fest, which is fun, <laughs> but it just doesn't have the same effect that practical effects do. Um, and I would encourage like every big time filmmaker who's out there listening to this podcast, I would encourage all of, <laughs> all them, of them, all of them to stick to practical effects <laughs> because when you can do it, it's just so much more effective. It makes your movie like you don't get, gasp and awes and yells and cheers and stuff as much when you know that there's no actual like harm there's no danger to the people who are you know making the movie mm -hmm. and then you think right. about like the camera like the rigs that they're using like they have like their own trucks and shit that they're right. driving right. with this like giant crane that's trying to capture all this stuff and how many takes do you have to flip a car and explode it <laughs> not that many like These if are, you fuck it up the first time, yeah. then you're like, oh, fuck, we have to go back to one and film that car flipping again. That truck that they flip at the end, they did it 
once, <laughs> and that is the one take they have of it from all those different angles. They had like a half a dozen cameras set up, and they were like, "We one take. We don't have another truck." <laughs> Please, make Please. sure it's recording. Is the red light on? Okay, <laughs> we're good. <laughs> hey, um, actually, I forgot to press record. Can we flip it again? Tens five. of thousands of dollars. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah. you're driving the next truck. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's happening. Um, as I said, Raph and I have seen this before. Dorothy, do you think that part of your response and your gasps and awes and your, your vis visceral reaction to what was happening, was that, uh, do you think, a combination of, A, the uh, beautiful choreography and realism that was shown on top of the fact that you were uh, growing invested by what was being told to you? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I did feel, it took me a second to get invested, mm -hmm. but once I was, it, yeah, it was a combination of it feeling super real. Also, I found that the character's physicality was really visceral. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, they looked beat up. Mm. Yeah. And so that was another element that made it feel really real. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I was sweating the whole time. The, yeah. co <laughs> the costumes and makeup are fantastic. Yeah. In this too. Yeah. And the acting. Raph. Talk to yeah. us about your favorite character. My favorite character? Yeah. Probably Furiosa. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say the douche warrior. Oh, is that a... Uh, He's the guitarist. Is, <laughs> is, 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 His name's the douche warrior. Guitar, yeah. guitar the thresh. The douche warrior. D-O-O-F. Okay, good name. Yes. So we watched it with the captions on. <laughs> yeah. And when he's off in the distance, the caption just reads, guitar thrashing in distance, <laughs> or guitar wailing in distance. Um, yeah, that guy was super metal. He was so metal. I'm going to officially nominate this movie as the most metal movie of all time. And I don't think either of you guys can top it. I certainly could not. But, um, no. I, I, uh, <laughs> I feel try. like you don't watch a lot of metal movies. Uh, yeah, it's not really this, is, this is one of those rare <laughs> treats where it's... I found myself doing like the rock god. Oh, yeah. And to, my, to myself, like, fuck yeah. Every single thing they show you is insane. Yeah. yeah. It's it, one of those rare treats where you're like, somebody actually went and made something I've never seen before. <laughs> Literally, I've never seen anything like this. It's absolutely mad. Yeah. Max. <laughs> Not rad. It was rad, too. And it was metal. Yeah. This, the whole time, I was just, rock on. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, this movie's so metal. It's, I think it's a testament to how many times, personally, that I can watch this and still be excited, knowing yeah. every single thing that happens. Who's your favorite character? Oh, and has it changed? It's, it's, um, no, it, it, yeah. it, is, it is Charlize. It's 100% uh, Furious. I agree with Raph. Yeah. The, the movie is crafted around her. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And Max is incidental. But it's interesting, because with the whole series, I know you guys haven't seen any of the other ones, it's always the case. Road mm -hmm. Warrior, the, the, the famous one of the original trilogy, it's similar to this where he just like happens upon a group of people and decides to help them because okay. he's one of the few people who's inherently not a bad person. Yeah. He's just trying to survive. So him getting caught up with this band of folks is, you know, it's, it's like it echoes the, the series in that regard, but he, he is most interesting based off of when she gives him something. It's it's almost like a flip to popular movies where it's like um, 
forgive me, Dorothy, what is that the that test that most films don't pass oh, regarding we're women? Oh, this, yeah, we this all the time. Yeah. So does it start with a B? I the think Bechtel? it does start with Bechtel? a B. Bechtel. Bechtel. The Bechtel yeah. test. So yeah. sexist of us to not yes. know it. And there are plenty of scenes in this mm-hmm. that women have, multiple women have, and they're not just, you know, talking about a man or whatever. Um, but he is most interesting as a character when he's playing off of her mm-hmm. and when he's with her. He's an extension of her, uh, yeah. I think, in, in that regard. And, you know, the movie is called Mad Max Fury Road, but it's not his movie. Like, no, at all. it's not his movie at all. It's not his movie. No. He, doesn't, he has, like, an insanely low number of lines of dialogue yeah. in the movie. He's mostly just, like, grunting around yeah. while, while, Furi- <laughs> yeah, while Furiosa and her crew is, like, they're doing the real action. Yeah. And he's just there. It should just be, it should be called Mad Max. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Mad Max. I know Furiosa. Yeah. yeah Mad Max. That, that one time I met the super cool, badass Furiosa. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I love the bit where he's trying to shoot the tank that's chasing them and he keeps missing and she walks oh up my to him. God. Oh, that I knew. scene is amazing. So good. So good. And she doesn't say anything. No dialogue so needs to calm. happen. She's just yeah. like, mm, and he's like, yeah, you're yeah, a better yeah, shot. Yeah. Sure. Better shot yeah. yeah, there wasn't even a question. No. No. Because that's what, it's a smart filmmaker who knows that his audience isn't stupid mm-hmm. and everything is conveyed to you via action as mm-hmm. opposed to being told. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, because there's this, there, I mean, there's a shot of her earlier with the rifle and she's just snip snip sniping away popping dudes off yeah. <laughs> what, was it? what was it popping dudes off <laughs> there he goes cuz yeah. men on motorcycles flying through the air yeah. she's like bam. <laughs> bam 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 yeah. uh. <laughs> dude you know how furiosa does it yeah. um michael mm-hmm. tell us about the directing in this movie and why it's okay. so good as an action movie, so, beyond the things that we've already talked about. Of course. So so George Miller, and this specific film, I think, in general, he's this, this movie is a prime example of you give someone the keys to the car, the house, the mansion, everything. He's making the, the, the ultimate sign-off on everything. There's no studio meddling. He's like, this is what I want. I want this to look like this. I want this to happen. I want you to act this way. I want them to wear this. I want the car to look like that. I want the camera here. I want it to be this dark. I want this amount of dust here. It, every single thing. It is one person's vision, um, and he knows exactly how that all combines and works together. This You see him behind the scenes. The storyboard for this, I think, um, if I recall correctly, I hope I'm not wildly out of it, I think it, it has more uh, storyboard images than almost any other film that's ever been made because it's just, it's literally frame by yeah. frame he's like okay because an action movie it's like most films have a, 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 a that that they're storyboarded they have a frame of the scene and it's just like dialogue and they're just like okay this is what this is a, a movie like this where it's like two hours of non-stop action it's all the storyboards have to be like well we're filming this and then the cars with the the poles have, yeah. to, have to come in and then there's his head next to the ground yeah. and then the guy with the chainsaw cuts the the old woman yeah. it's just like every, <laughs> every I'm just picturing some random like AD coming up to him yeah. like hey what's yeah. that and he's like oh that's the guy with the chainsaw who cuts that old woman yeah, <laughs> yeah right. they're like okay what do, here, here's your coffee do, you, do we need a chainsaw yeah, yeah. yes we do, do we do? <laughs> of course we do yeah. what kind of question is yeah. that? 
everything in the movie is real except the chainsaw CGI because they couldn't find one. <laughs> um, but I think I think it's a man. It's the reason it's so good is because it's a director who directs everything towards like this one this one kind of thing he's trying to do. Um, and he talks about how they made the decision immediately. It's like if we're gonna make this, we're doing it for real. We're building these cars. We're flipping these cars. <laughs> Um, and he he pitched that to the studio. He's like, if we do this, we're, we're doing this. And they were like, okay, fine. Um, and that's and that's what happened. It's just a guy who understands his craft, loves his craft, and is devoted to it, to his core. He's also the guy who directed Happy Feet with the dancing penguins. That's right. Which I think is a loose prequel to this film. <laughs> Isn't that insane? He made three <laughs> Mad Max movies, and then he took a break for a while, and then he was like, fuck it. Dancing Penguins. And then he was like, fuck it again. I'm going to make another Mad Max movie, but I'm going to make it this, like, this feminine text of action film. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a natural progression for it. Yeah. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> That's insane. That's bonkers. Yeah. That's a good filmmaker. Do you think Happy Feet was all um, practical? <laughs> <laughs> they got real penguins. Yeah. And they taught them how to tap dance yeah. for real. Which one was like, if we're making this penguin dancing film, we're doing it right. <laughs> I'm finding dancing penguins, and we're going to film them. All right, dude. Isn't there a Happy Feet too? I think so. He directed two Happy Feet movies. Wow. And then went back to, to Mad Max. That was a... Happy Feet too. That's versatility right there. That is versatility. Yeah. Dude, that's bonkers. I can't wait to see what he does next. I don't know how he tops this. Is he making the Furiosa Mad movie? Max Furiosa. It's a prequel it to this, which is a prequel to the ones that he made before. I guess is he just so. going to keep going back in time until it's just like... Earth is fine. And yeah, before the apocalypse. Yeah, Max is, uh, you know, a cop. Everyone's just hanging out, <laughs> yeah. eating frozen yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The great frozen yogurt sh shortage yeah. of 2021. That's <laughs> what led the world into disarray. Dude, yeah. happy 2021. That's right. It is the new year. Yeah. I had another question for you mm -hmm. about the about the directing. Yes. Because you said something interesting before we started watching the movie uh -huh. about it as an action movie and the way that George Miller understands action movies. Okay. I don't oh, know if you yes. What you said. I, I know exactly what you're referring to. Um, Spit so it out. a lot of a lot of <laughs> a lot of action movies, especially these days, are when you think of an action movie, you're just like, here's this action set piece. Here are these people fighting. Here's this thing blowing up. He understands what an action film is as a artistic plot device, as opposed to a scene meant to like wow an audience. It, in regards to this being an action film, it's a film in the sense that the characters are always in motion. There's always action happening. There's always movement <coughs> happening. Excuse the almost. Fuck you're fine. <laughs> I can excuse you. Uh, <laughs> almost every single scene in this film takes place on or in a vehicle while mm -hmm. it's moving. The first half of the movie is them going in one direction. The second half of the movie is them going in the complete opposite direction again, right back where they came from. Yeah. Um, it, it, it is an action film in the, in the literal sense that activity mm -hmm. is happening constantly, yeah. nonstop. The first action scene doesn't stop until like half an hour into the movie. You said, I went up to get a drink. What did you say? Dude, it's like 30 or 40 minutes long. Yeah. And, and I was sitting there and I finally took a breath. Right. So finally, a chance yeah. to fucking breathe in this movie. Yeah. 
Dorothy, like, what, what did you think about how it was paced in terms of stuff like that? I remember there was, because, well, also you had given me a little bit of insight prior to watching about the first half being a chase and the second half being a race. Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah? Mm -hmm. um, and I remember there being one moment where I thought that we were halfway through and we weren't. Um, but I was pretty on the edge of my seat the entire time. But I felt like it was wrapped up really nicely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I felt like there was a really nice arc. The breaks come at necessary moments. Yes. It's like, they, oh, we can take a breath. And I think one yeah. of you said that when we were watching. It's like, yeah. okay. But it never Great. felt like it it like slowed down to the yeah. point where you're just waiting for yeah. the next action sequence or right. like chase sequence. There was also, I felt like there weren't moments where I was exhausted by it. And so, yeah. yes, it was fast, but it wasn't overwhelming. Yeah. Like, not like just like bombarding you with, yeah. with shit. Yeah. It knew when to take a break. It was a good enough break. And it like it didn't allow. You're right, you to get... it didn't feel unnecessary. Yeah. Like there weren't. It didn't feel to me like there were unnecessary moments. Or like a drag where you're just waiting for the next big moment to happen or whatever. It was yeah. I mean, dude, just a masterclass all around. And, uh, Absolutely, it's my and favorite in movie making. It's one of my favorite action films of all time. One of my favorite films. It's your favorite action movie of all time. I think The Matrix is a close second. Yeah. Debatable. You got to rewatch that because. I have rewatched That's it. That's a spicy <laughs> meatball, muchach. It's <laughs> that good shit. Who is this guy? This guy over here. Like, what's the matter for this guy <laughs> over here? Whoa. How you doing over here? Yeah, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wow, wow, wee, wow. Italian Borat. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've been coming back to Borat. Madonna mia. <laughs> we are going back to Borat a lot. It's topical. It's topical. <laughs> Jesus. Dude, this movie is so fucking metal. <laughs> I can't get over how metal it is. It's literally metal. It's li like the guy is literally hanging off of giant speakers playing heavy metal guitar riffs. It's as metal as it gets. But it doesn't feel out of place. No, it's right which, there. <laughs> which is even more absurd. Like if someone, if someone came up to you and they were like, okay, I'm going to make a movie... It's going to be an action movie, and in that action movie, there's going to be a guy who's suspended off of speakers, and he has a double-neck guitar, <laughs> and it shoots flamethrowers, and he's playing heavy metal riffs while on a car chase in the middle of the desert, and there are other cars flipping and exploding around him. You'd be like, no, there's that, that, that doesn't exist. You're, not, you're never going to make that movie that will never, that will never be on, a, on screen anywhere, big or small. That's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it kind of makes the men look like dumbasses. Yes. Yes. Why? Why do you think it does that? I think it does that because I think that the women in the film have a certain flexibility, which is refreshing in this apocalyptic world. And I feel like watching this guy with his dumb guitar <laughs> on the dumb truck, like, bro, there are more important things to do. Like, what are you doing here? And the women are focused on this, like, community feeling yeah. amongst them and getting to a better place that is the green place, is full of life, and this guy is just stuck in this, like, inflexibility. It's 
it, it feels really dumb to me. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and that's go ahead. But I, like, I was going to say you, you bring up a good point about like the what are they called the war boys? War boys. Yes. The war boys mm. who essentially have no purpose but to die, mm -hmm. like in war. And the women in the movie, they have like they literally have a purpose to mm -hmm. get to the green place to create life to mm -hmm. make the mother's milk and like give life to others. Mm -hmm. And all the men in the movie like all these war boys their purpose is to literally just die just be there and die and watch each other die witness me i right, mean if you're like, really gonna dive into it dive I, dive into <laughs> that's, that's why we're here i think yeah. that if you look at the war boys and the women together yeah. you're looking at how the system is of detriment to everyone yeah. you know it's not just the women who are being harmed yeah and i think also an interesting arc in the movie that i don't think we've talked about specifically yet is the arc of motherhood mm -hmm. you know from the beginning where it's it's kind of how they're the women are enslaved you know it's their purpose mm -hmm. they're creating life yes but it's not by choice they breed and make milk precisely yeah. <laughs> precisely but then you know the, the first goal for the women is to get to the green place and when they arrive they meet the tribe of women and I have to say, the first time that the tribe's name was said, it's like, did they just say vulva? <laughs> they not. Um, I think the tribe is called Zuvalini. Vuvalini. It's yeah. a place. It's kind of vulva. But it's I was like, vulva. okay, like, <laughs> I like that. Um, <laughs> but then it's like getting to that, I don't know, it's it's a very different side of motherhood right. that's, that's yeah. A little well, bit more pure. I, I think what you both said is, is is spot on, and I think it's brilliant because quite literally, the women in this film, they are leaders, and all of the men except for Immortan Joe, are followers, mm -hmm. blind followers. It's mm -hmm. like like you said, Ref. They're the the war boys are literally as as the the wives say to Knox as they're about to knock him out of the truck. They say you're an old man's battle fodder. <clears throat> That's all you are. Yeah. Um. And Dorothy, what you said with them trying to find someplace better, a system that works, they realize that it's not about finding something else. It's about fixing where we come mm. from. Fixing the system that exists. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and that they're the only ones who can do that because they're the only ones who see something better. They're the only ones that can yeah. hope, whereas everybody else is just a cog in that machine. Quite yeah. literally. They're just there to survive. Right. Well, like, Max is there to survive. The war boys are there to die. But I think you bring up an interesting point of it, about how it's all part of the same system that's not helping anyone. Yeah. And it's the system that Immortan Joe, a man, puts in place. Like, he's setting up everyone for failure. He's, it's not even like the patriarchy where, like, other men get to succeed. He's still yeah. within that patriarchy, putting down other men or yeah. making them less than to just be war boys who yeah. go off and and die to see Valhalla. Well, his his entire, the villain, Immortan Joe, his entire purpose in this film, he wants the wives back because he wants an alpha male successor. He wants every time, like, uh, Angharad is about to, to die and the, the mechanic pulls the baby out and Immortan Joe, like, the baby's dead and all he wants to know is, was it a male? Mm -hmm. That's all he wants to know. He's obsessed with that he... That's, that's, in his mind, it's the only descendant of his that is worthy of taking up his mantle when, when he dies. And as we find out at the end, 
no, it's actually the complete opposite is what is necessary for this yeah. to fix it. Even all of his children that he does have, what, three boys? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and they're all fucked up. One, <laughs> one can't breathe. One is in a wheelchair. Yeah, I would suspect that that's due to a little bit of inbreeding from Joe. Yeah. Yeah, and, and radiation, probably. Yeah, that too. Probably also that, that apocalyptic radiation. Yeah. Yeah. He's not a good-looking fella. I'll tell you that he's, much. He's got meat sacks hanging off his back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, it does. <laughs> he's got... That man has 18 ball sacks, and they're all on his back. <laughs> they're all weak as fuck. <laughs> You can't tell tell me those weren't scrotums hanging off his back. I honestly wasn't looking for them. That's some well, I w- masculinity right there. What? Back. 18 ball sacks off your back. Back, back sacks? Back sacks. <laughs> That's when you get so old and they, they dangle so far down. That they go back up. Yeah. And then they, they, they dangle. Shoulder. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like a hitchhiker. It's like, where are you headed? Well, <laughs> <laughs> flings his testes over. <laughs> his testes. Um, how about that mother's milk? <laughs> mm. What mm. does what the mother's milk symbolize? Dorothy. <laughs> I don't know why you're asking me, but I think it goes into the life theme. Mm-hmm. I was wondering. I was wondering if there was more. Well, there, I think it's it's quite literally a uh, a we give life kind of thing because they're the ones who turn the water on at the yeah. end. Like even they get their moment of we're more than just yeah our use to the yeah. system. It's like literally here's the sustenance mm-hmm. for life, which is what a milk milk from a mother is to a, to a baby. Bebe. A baby. Hey, baby! <laughs> they turn the water on, and the the teats of the mountain shoot water onto uh, all three of them. All three the teats. All three teats onto the the wasteland of people below. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. what I think. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Um, okay, so this is a dumb question, but I'm going to ask. And we'll start with Dorothy, and then Raph will go to you. And Fuck yeah, Dorothy. Would you recommend Mad Max Fury Road? Absolutely. Tell, tell if us that, why. If that wasn't clear enough yes, to yeah, begin yeah. with. But you but have to tell us why. Tell us why. I, echo, I said echo, this before, but to echo what was previously said, it really is a feminist film, in my opinion. And I think it's great to see women at the forefront of an action film, but not being the typical action protagonists. I think they're more multifaceted than that. And so I would recommend that everyone see it. Love it. Raph? Absolutely. Same. It's top tier. It's... <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, because of everything we just said, of course. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's it's a complete package. It's a smart action movie about something other than just let's blow shit up for a couple of hours. But they do blow shit up for a couple of hours. And they blow shit up for a couple of hours in the right way. And for the right reasons. It, it's... It, it, it's A+. plus. It's top tier. It, it really doesn't get any better from just, like, good film watching than this. I agree with everything both of you have said in this entire episode. Uh, there, I don't think there is a single person that I would not recommend this film to. Um, I agree. I think it is A-plus piece of filmmaking. There's almost nothing 
I would change about it. I think if I had to nitpick, if I had to, and this is after watching it for 15 times and paying very <laughs> close attention to every little thing, I think the beginning, like you pointed this out, Dorothy, I think the beginning is a little jarring at first and not quite yeah. not quite welcoming <laughs> uh, in, in yeah. terms of like, look at this world we've created. So I think maybe tweaking that to uh, the slightest extent could help the film. And I also think there's some some throwaway lines of convenience to contextualize some things later on in the film. Where, uh, for an example, Furioso, like they're about to meet the, the Vuvalini. And, <laughs> and, and Furioso, and Max is like, what the is Vaginella. that? The, yes. the many mothers. The, the many mothers of the Vaginella. <laughs> the, the Vaginia. The Vaginia. The Vaginia. Clan Vagina. <laughs> and, and Max is like, what is that? Furios is like, I remember something like that. And you're like, a, a tower with mirrors on it? Yeah. But but it's weird yeah. that she says she remembers something like that because they've never been there before. They talk about how they left the green place that used to be the green place and then have come here. So like, there's no reason yeah. that that should remind. So it's just like weird little things like that out of convenience, like sort of don't make sense. But that doesn't really you stick out to you unless you many times. Yeah, that's literally nitpicky <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. Um, I think it's a, it's a 99 out of 100 score. Yeah. Uh, in my book i think the jarring stuff though i think that kind of works for the movie because like you were jarred at first but then once you're in mm. like it mm-hmm. kind of it kind of uh it's like a stiff arm at first right and it's not right. letting you in but then that just allows it to pull you in even further i think it demands that you be on board yeah with, with it yeah. So, i mean i think it kind of works if i had to be a little bit nitpicky um I forgot to do this on the front end to just get it out of the way, and now I'm saying it on the back end. But this apocalypse has no black people mm. besides Zoe Kravitz. Mm. Yeah. But I think this movie is good enough everywhere else that that can be forgiven. It's an important mm. point, though. Yeah. No, you're right. But it's not like a aggra- yeah. it's not like aggressively yeah. white, and it's still. I, I was mean, you thinking can't ask- that as I was looking at the women too. Yeah. Um. Mm. I actually didn't realize it was Zoe Kravitz at first. It took me a second. Yeah. We can't ask the the white Australian male filmmaker to make both a feminist <laughs> and anti-racist. Yeah. Yeah. Send an email to George, and he's like, "I can only do one thing at a time." <laughs> Why is the Australian? Italian? I don't know. <laughs> I can only mock one one people, one type of people. What do you want life. from me? Oh, it's already a feminist movie. Mad Max Two. We might be a little know, anti-racist. No, I say. <laughs> I won't be surprised if the Furiosa prequel is all about. Yeah. Something else entirely. It might be. Yeah. Dude, he's he's a good filmmaker. He is. I can't wait to see what happens next. And then Happy Feet 3. Yeah. Can't wait for it. <laughs> awesome. Fantastic. This has been lovely. Dorothy, thank, thank you. you. Thanks for joining thank us. Thank us. Thank, thank you. Thank you for having me. This has been fun. Do you want people to follow you on social if they're listening to the... If you'd like. Yes. My tell name us. is Dorothy Atkinson and that's that's my social handle as well. Fantastic. Where we can nice. find you on Instagram. On Instagram. Instagram. Excellent. Oh, yeah. Dude, flutter flutter DMs. Yes. TikTok, even though yeah. you two aren't fans. <laughs> you really tickled yourself at that. I did. <laughs> that I did. <laughs> Raph, where can we find you? You can find me at Raph Stitt. All one word. R-A-F-S-T-I-T-T. Instagram and Twitter. Mike. Where can we find you? You can find me at Michael underscore Rocco underscore that's R-U-O-C-C-O. I'm on Instagram and that is all I'm on. 
And besides you can find Reddit. Us, besides Reddit, yes, but I'm not getting them on them. Your, <laughs> you're, not, you're not gonna find my Reddit tag. Find them on Reddit. No it's, shot. It's at Mike underscore pasta dude <laughs> eighty seven. <laughs> Yes, at my, gmail.reddit. My actual Reddit handle is pizza sweat 69 <laughs> <laughs> But you can also find the show, Instagram and Twitter. We're at Mike. You can find us on, like you said, Instagram and Twitter um, at straight to DVD pod. That's straight to DVD pod. That's the number two straight to DVD pod. You, you can listen to us wherever podcasts are listened to. Yeah, wherever you find your podcast. Yes. We hope you join us. Yes. Great. Review, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your grandma. Oh, something we should do. Uh, if you have, if you guys who are listening have any film recommendations of movies you'd like us to talk about, let us know. DM us. Yes, DM us. Give us a phone call. Yeah. Mail us a letter. <laughs> let us know. Fax me. Yes. Fax me those film recs. Yes. We can't wait. It's been a fun one. It has. Dorothy, Thanks. thank you once again. Thank Happy you. New Year. Raph, thank you for hosting us. Happy New Year. Michael, thank you for hosting us. Happy New Year. Thanks. <laughs> To a year full of film, dude. Yeah, dude. So many films. In turn, keep doing your thing, bro. Get us some coffees, cuz. <laughs> I give you nothing. Nothing.